In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless wasteland and darkness covered the abyss while a mighty wind swept over the waters. Hello everyone and welcome back to Printing to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. And today I'm gonna tell you about how I know it's time to declutter and bring things more under control in my house. And the opening Bible verse today was from the very first line of the Bible where we are hearing about the formation of the universe. And it was chaos, chaos in the beginning. And then as we move through Genesis, we know that God brought order to things. He created day and night, the sky and the land, the, you know, the sky and the sea. And there's a season for everything. And it's all very orderly. And that's in my opening of the podcast is like, we serve a God of order, yet our houses are always a mess. And I actually got that line from one of the women that joined on a Zoom one day. And I thought, oh, I love that. It's so true. And I'm going to use it. So that is a shout out to my friend Christy for giving me that line. And um, I think it just goes back to the fact that we are designed to have order in our lives. And I think that there's different levels. I call it my threshold of mess. And you probably have your own threshold of mess where, you know, sometimes you go into someone's house and you think like, oh my gosh, this is a hot mess, but the mom's as cool as can be. And she's like, kids, it's happening. And she doesn't mind it at all. And I love going to houses like that. And then there's other houses that you walk into and you're like, is this is this a show home? Is it a magazine? Am I in the middle of architectural digest here? Because everything is so picture perfect, but the mom's a complete ball of stress, right? Because everyone has their level of what is comfortable for them. So I, you might think because of what I do for a living or this podcast on home management, that my house is always perfect and it's running like a tight ship but that's not always the case. Um, I try to keep it at a certain level and definitely I let things slide if we're having a ton of fun and I can overlook things. But then there seems to be this invisible threshold that I hit where I'm just like, enough is enough. I need order brought back into this picture. So we were not even a full day into summer. In fact, my two kids were still in school my son was done and my six-year-old had graduated from kindergarten. So she was home with me. I kid you not, it was 10 o'clock in the morning and she was already asking for lunch. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can't even. So that was like where it started building. And then I started noticing the, we don't have a problem with dirty laundry. We have a problem with clean laundry and it wasn't getting folded the pile was just getting higher and higher or what was folded was now just sitting on people's beds and they're supposed to put their folded clothing away every night, but it wasn't getting done. So it's like these clean piles of laundry that are like the leaning tower of Pisa after a couple of days of not getting put away. And my two youngest daughters share a bedroom and 
ideally the room is adorable. It's one of my favorite rooms. We have matching headboards that my father-in-law, mother-in-law, and I all kind of combine together to make. They have two a twin bed coming out from that headboard, two matching footstools and matching pillows with mermaids on them and matching white matelasse coverlets. And I love it. It's one of my favorite rooms in the house. Does it always look like that? No. And on this particular day that I'm describing, I was really not pleased because I said to them, where are the matelasse coverlets? In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless wasteland and darkness covered the abyss while a mighty wind swept over the waters. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. Today we are gonna talk about how I know it's time to declutter and kind of rein in the troops here at my house. So our opening Bible passage today was from the very, very first line of the Bible. And in the beginning, when God was creating the earth, it was chaos, okay? And then as we proceed through Genesis, you see that God separated day from night the sky from the water. And then he had the water fill into a basin so the land would appear. So essentially he spent the next six days kind of like organizing things and creating a home for all of his creatures. And that's exactly what I need to do. And maybe you need to do too, if you're feeling like chaos going on. I have this kind of invisible threshold of what I can handle as far as mess and clutter goes. And everyone's level is different. So some days you might come to my house and it looks really good. And then there's other days where it looks like a hot mess, but I'm totally fine with it. And then something happens that I'm just kind of triggered and it's like, okay, it's time to rein it in. And it's time to organize just like God organized all of the earth and the universe. So um, that's actually part of my intro for the podcast is we serve a God of order, yet our house is always a mess. And I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Christy from Pittsburgh because she joined one of my live Zooms one day and she's the one that actually said that to me, that we serve a God of order. And I thought, oh my gosh, I love that. That's so true. And I never thought of it that way. So thank you to Christy for pretty much giving me one of my lines in my intro. But I think it also goes to show that we, at our core, crave order. And when things are chaotic, it's just not our normal sense of how we like to be. Um, and again, that level is different for all of us. I knew it was time to declutter because my kids weren't even home for summer for an hour, practically. And I was like, oh my goodness, why didn't I sign them up for camps? So we don't have a problem with dirty laundry. We tend to have a problem with clean laundry. And it might be 
the basket is full and it needs to get folded or it is folded and people need to take their things up to their room. Or sometimes if I'm feeling ambitious, I'll fold everything because I really don't mind folding. And I just put it on everybody's bed and then they have to put it away when they get home from school. But I noticed in my two little girls, they share a room, they're six and eight. And their room is so cute when it's pulled together. But it was not looking so cute on this particular day where I probably like reached my threshold. And the, the piles of clean folded laundry were getting to be like the leaning tower of Pisa at the foot of their bed. They each have a footstool. And then what happens is the pile eventually, eventually will fall over. It'll end up on the floor. And then those clothes end up back in the laundry because they're like, well, they were on the floor and they're dirty. And I'm like, well, they're still perfectly folded, you know, and there's nothing I can't stand more than doing the laundry and seeing a perfectly folded t-shirt. Oh my gosh, you want to get me started? Put a folded t-shirt in the laundry. But anyway, I knew it was time. Their room was just getting out of control and um, they have these white Matt Lise coverlets on their beds. And by the grace of God, I found matching twin size ones back when I first had um, two little girls in that room. So, and I did recently wash them and bleach them and like, they're looking so crisp and white. And I go in their rooms and I, I'm like, where are your covers for your beds? And they were shoved under the bed. I'm like, oh dear, it's time. It's time. So one of the things you know, when I go into a client's home, I try not to judge why they've done anything. So I'm trying not to judge my children. So I say to them, why are they under your beds? You know, and actually they had a perfectly logical answer. It's just too hot for them. So I said, okay. And now this is another part of this episode is me coming to the realization that it's not always going to look how I want it to look. And um, while I do want their beds made really cute with the pillows and the stuffed animals and all that, I would rather have order. So I said, okay. So I took the matelasse coverlets out from under the beds and I folded them nicely and I put them in the closet for fall. So now all my girls have on their bed is a sheet and they just have to make their beds in the morning by pulling up the sheet, putting the pillow. If they want to throw some decoratives on there, great. Perfect. So that was my first lesson on the first day of summer is I have to let go of how I want things to look. And, you know, their, their rooms are decorated how I like them decorated. So if it's not exactly my taste, okay. Like they did remove a piece of art this week and it's been replaced with a lined piece of paper drawing, but it's their room. Okay. You know, so you have to make some concessions in motherhood, right? So anyway, the other thing, when I get calls from parents that are totally overwhelmed with um, just the, the mess, uh, a lot of times they call me because they think I'm an organizer and they want me to organize all their stuff. But really, that's not what I do, first of all. Um, you can't organize clutter. And just because you buy the pretty bins and the pretty baskets doesn't mean that your kids are going to actually put the stuff away. So really, the problem is it's just too much stuff. Like 99% of the time, it's just too much stuff. 
even if you feel like it's really minimal, it might still be too much for your kids. And my general rule of thumb is it should be one minute of cleanup per year of the child. So if you have an eight-year-old, it should be eight minutes for them to clean up whatever area that you're asking them to clean up. Anything that's still left out after the eight minutes is just too much. It's just too much. Um, and I know a lot of moms don't want to hear that because they're like, I love all their stuff. I love all their clothes. But when like the clothes are just not being treated well and they're just being shoved or they're being like stuffed into drawers or they're pulling things off the hangers and just leaving them on the closet floor, it's just too much. Okay. And kids really, I mean, if you went anywhere else in the world, children do not have the amount of stuff that American children have. So don't feel guilty that, oh my gosh, your kid doesn't have like a new pair of pants for every day of the week. Like, do they really need seven pairs of pants? I don't think so, you know? So, and I do laundry every night. That's just my system that I do. So my kids really don't have a lot of clothing, nor do they need a lot of clothing. First of all, they wear a uniform to school. So, and they only have one bottom, like one skirt, and they have two tops plus a gym uniform. And I do laundry every night. And I just got, so I'll tell you in this episode, um, we decluttered. Okay. So anyway, so let's get to their room. Every season, or when I hit my threshold, we have what we call a fashion show. And the things I'm trying to teach my kids are the same things I'm trying to teach my clients is that, you know, these are the life skills that they're not learning in school. So if your kids have all this clothing, I say to them, do you love it? Like, does it even fit? Is it totally stained? You know, like, let's take a good, honest look at everything. And the other place where I had to just kind of push my feelings aside is I buy my kids clothing that I think is really cute. Do they always wear the clothing that I think is really cute? No. And a lot of times my husband will be the one that, that talks about it. He'll be like, why are the kids wearing the same old stuff? Like, don't they have clothes? Like, why don't you take them shopping? And I'm like, okay, let me take you to their room and I'll show you how cute their clothing is that still has the tags on it. They just don't like it. And sometimes they even say they like it in the store, but then when they get home, it's scratchy or, you know, they're just like us. Like, it's just not what they love. And it's very frustrating, but it is what it is. And they're just like us. They wear 20% of their wardrobe, 80% of the time. So we, I took my eight-year-old and I do have a bin of bigger clothing for everyone in the basement. So it's just like one bin for all four kids. And I might throw in that bin stuff that I find on sale that I think, oh, it's just cute. Somebody might wear it someday. Uh, really cute things from an older sibling that I'm not ready to part with that I might hang on to, that goes in the bin. Um, but for the most part, I really don't like my kids wearing hand-me-downs. One, because I don't buy my kids a lot of clothing, it tends to get worn out. So we just donate it at the end of their term with it. Um, and two, I have three girls. By the time clothing gets to a third kid, I'm tired of looking at it. So I do like my kids to have new things and I, I, I just don't really want my kids to feel like they always had hand-me-downs just because there were four of them, you know? So I do try to throw in some new things. We do ask for clothing for Christmases and birthdays, and that's how they kind of get new clothing. Um, so anyway, 
I started with my girls and we just went through every drawer, including underwear and socks. And I said, you know, and here are my daughter. She handed me like five pairs of underwear. She's like, I don't like these. And I just bought them. But she's like, I just don't like the way they feel. I'm like, okay. So I did put them in the bin for my next daughter down because they honestly were never really used. So I'm saving those. We went through socks. We minimized socks. And then we hit all of the summer clothing. And really, some of the very favorite t-shirts that my older daughter kept, they are too small. They are very stained. But in the end, I did sign them up for camp a few weeks this summer. So I said to them, these can be your clothes that you wear to camp. And they're the ones I do not care about. So go to camp, tie-dye your little hearts out, do what you got to do, wear this outfit. Um, and then we just go through all, like, if it doesn't fit, it gets donated. If the next kid down doesn't want, like, I'll hold it up to my, my six-year-old to say, do you want to wear this someday? Like, do you think you really like this? And she likes a lot of stuff from her big sister. So she said yes to quite a few things. So that's in the bin for her. And then we just proceed through every category, dresses, skirts, shorts, t-shirts. And I have a list of what they actually need. So I'll say, okay, you need like two things for church. You need two cute sort of outfits for going to barbecues or things like that, where we're going to see other people. You need play clothes and bathing suits and a cover-up. And then I just make a list of what they actually need. And then we go shopping. So that's kind of the carrot that like the kids are all kind of waiting or the reward, I should say, you know, they're waiting for like, what do we get new? And, um, and it sounds like, oh my gosh, I can just buy my kid all new clothes. No, you're, you're not going to need that much stuff. So we, um, in the end, my oldest daughter needed a pair of dressy shorts. My middle daughter needed two bathing suits and and I think that's it. So really all total, it was like maybe $50 for me to go to Target and buy these things, which is another thing. I'm, I'm not opposed to cheap clothing from Target and Walmart for summer if it's a one season thing, we got rid of all of the school uniforms. Um, they'll get all new uniforms in the fall other than the bottom. The skirts are fine. Our school has white polo shirts, which I don't know who was on that committee, but <laughs> the most ridiculous choice for an elementary school shirt color I've ever seen in my life. So we got rid of all of the white shirts and they'll get new ones in the fall. And that's really, again, it's not a huge, um, output of money because I'll budget for it. And each girl is going to get two plus a gym shirt because the gym shirt's also white. Lovely. So that's it. We donated two huge bags to charity and the rooms are in so much better shape. And I'll tell you, the mood of my children is better too, because they get just as overwhelmed as we do. So when they have less stuff and less responsibility and it's so much easier for them to open their drawers and clearly see everything that they own, they're not rummaging through and pulling stuff out and making a mess and clean clothes are getting put in the laundry because it's all just kind of getting tossed on the floor. So less, 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 mamas. I am telling you, your kids will benefit. These are life skills you're teaching them forever to really only own what fit fits, flatters, and makes them feel fabulous. 
let go of your ideals of what their room's going to look like and what the clothing that they're going to choose is going to look like. It's just a season. You had your chance when they were babies. And now my 12-year-old daughter, she's kind of more fun again with the clothing because we like to go shopping together now. And she kind of likes my style and my ideas. So I think it's just a little season that they're wearing these clothing that makes my, I'm like, okay, whatever. But um, let them have fun and have a great summer. And um, definitely, if you're feeling overwhelmed, declutter, declutter, declutter. Take care and have a great week. I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. I'm also going to be putting in the show notes a wait list if you want to sign up. My program that I, my coaching program is called Pruning to Prosper. That's where the name of the podcast came from. I will be having a new course starting in the fall. And it's an eight-week course where we talk about pruning away the things standing between you and the woman God has called you to be. So we do, we do budgeting, decluttering, meal planning. Um, we talk about routines. We talk about finding your tribe. Uh, and you're going to meet a great group of women. You get, uh, depending on how many women sign up, we either have, you know, one person per week in the hot seat where we focus on that woman. If we get more than eight women that sign up, then we're going to just raise our hand and zoom and take turns in the hot seat. And it's really fun. And the girls, you'll, you'll find your tribe within these women because they're just all wonderful. And I believe that God brings the group together. So whoever is there is meant to be there. Have a great week. I will see you on Saturday. Take care. Bye-bye.